Good afternoon, everybody. Edward Leos here, publisher of the Hotel Guide uh, for the last 30 years. Actually, uh, one of my favorite things in the world to be doing. And we actually launched our Travel Talk podcast uh, right here on the uh, podcast with me is one of my really good friends. We've known each other for years. She's a world traveler herself. I do not want to steal her thunder on, <laughs> on telling me a little bit about herself. But we're going to talk a little bit about fall travel, but this is Jennifer Broom. And I'm excited to have her on the on the podcast. Um, how are you doing, Jennifer? I'm doing great, Ed. And I kind of like how you threw in there the reference to Thunder, because as you know, and um, some of your listeners and viewers and readers may know as well, I was a meteorologist for a long time in San Antonio and in multiple cities across the United States before I started traveling pretty much full time. And just being able to travel is one of the fun things in this world. And so, you know, we've always stayed connected since you've been here in San Antonio. I'm actually in San Antonio. Where are you located right now? I know you had got some adventures going on. I do. Uh, welcome to my hotel room. Uh, I am in Fort Lauderdale. This is the Conrad uh, Fort Lauderdale Beach. Uh, it is just absolutely gorgeous. It's a Hilton property. Nice. Awesome. Looks beautiful. I mean, we're being being able to travel and, and enjoy the world as we know it is always a good thing. And so that's one of the things that's always connected the two of us together. And so, you know, as we're coming into the uh, the fall season, we just said, hey, you know what, let's do a couple of podcasts and talk a little bit about some of the fall travel trends. So you're an experienced traveler. So I thought, hey, why not bring you on and, and talk a little bit about fall travel and, and the trends you're seeing? So what are some of the things that you're seeing on tap uh, with with uh, fall travel? With fall travel, I think some of the big things are it's a great time if you're a solo traveler. It's also a great time if you're a retiree or if you are couples uh, that are traveling because partly because of I would give you kind of three reasons that I think fall is that secret travel season. Uh, the first one being, quite frankly, the weather. It's typically phenomenal, especially as yeah. you get into October, getting into early November as well. Um, you know, a lot of folks want to go see uh, the the changing leaves. But the big thing is that you still get those warm afternoons, but you get the cold nights and those crisp mornings. So if you're a hiker like me, it means you don't necessarily have to get up before dawn uh, to go to go get on the trail. But I also think that fall is that season where you have less crowds. Um, and that's a big, big thing, especially as solo travelers. You want to get in there and experience those national parks, uh, get in there and experience those historical landmarks. Um, you know, it's a great time to get those without the crowds. And it's also, yeah. look, we all love to save, we all love to save money. And it's kind of the season of great deals and discounts to really take advantage of them. Uh, you know, you, you tapped on a couple of things, obviously the weather. So I'm like you, I like to be outdoors. <laughs> I'm a marathon runner and I'm in Texas. So the Texas heat is just killing me right now. So I'm like waiting for that fall season, but being able to be outdoors and kind of experience those things. You want to do it in a nice, you know, a nice environment. You don't want it to be like frozen, but you don't want it to be, a, you know, 105 like we are here in San Antonio. Yes, I mean, you guys have certainly had um, quite the hot summer uh, and uh, early fall uh, in in Texas. And you do want to look for those different places. I think that this time of year is great for the wellness traveler. It's great for the adventure traveler, uh, really, to get out and explore those different areas. And wellness, you can be anywhere from where I am, uh, you know, here in Florida. It's a great time to visit Florida. It's not as hot 
typically. Um, mm -hmm. Still a little on the humid side, uh, but that's, you know, you got to expect that when you're close to the ocean. So it's a great time to visit somewhere like Florida. It's also a great time to go and experience uh, the, the Southwest and go and hit those popular places like Moab, um, the Four Corners, which both of those will be in the path of, uh, you know, we do have an annular uh, eclipse coming in October. Yeah. It's going to pass through San Antonio. San Antonio gets double whammy. You get the <laughs> eclipse in October. You also get it uh, in April. And trust me, I'm going to be there in April for uh, the total solar eclipse. But, you know, it's a great time to kind of if you, if you are a hiker, a biker, or just want to go and see some fantastic landscapes. And it's also the mm -hmm. season that you can get those kind of, you know, the first snowfalls um, that are yeah. happening in places like Colorado or Utah, and you know, where you can see the snow up on the peaks, but you still have great driving conditions because it doesn't stick around very long. No, exactly. You know, as we're leading into the, uh, the, the, the little snowfall opportunities, you know, one of my favorite times of the year, I lived in Missouri for a couple of years. And one of the things I loved about the Missouri area was there was actually seasons, you know, compared to San Antonio. And so one of my favorite seasons was obviously fall. And so you see the leaves yeah. changing and, and just how beautiful they are. What are some of those places that you've been or you see, hey, great for those leaf, those leaf changing times of the year? Well, you automatically have to think of New England it, just because they get all the colors, you know, with the beautiful maples, they get those vibrant reds, they get the, you know, the yellows and the oranges, um, just one of the most iconic, not only in the United States, but really around the world. Uh, it is one of those spots that you really do want to go to. And if you get that opportunity to go to New England, I strongly recommend going to Acadia National Park. Um, it is a unique place, uh, one of the first places in the country to get the sunrise. Uh, and it's just a spectacular experience. You can uh, drive easily. Um, there's a great loop to go around and, and enjoy. A couple of other places in New England that I would recommend. Uh, Burlington, Vermont uh, is a great uh, area to go to. And then I also love, it, it's a small town. It's Jackson, New Hampshire. Uh, and there is where you have Mount Washington, which if there's extreme weather happening, it is one of those places that always get picked up by media outlets around the world. Um, you know, where they, they get hurricane force winds um, and beyond. Uh, you know, last winter uh, made for the, the cold temperatures and the extreme wind chills. Uh, but it is one of those places that uh, the, the drive up and down that mountain is spectacular. So that's kind of New England. Another one that I love is um, the, the Shana, uh, Shenandoah National Park. Okay. Skyline Drive is fabulous. And that this is in Virginia. Um, you know, coming through that, it's just absolutely gorgeous. And then you can drive down into North Carolina. You can hit the Blue Ridge Parkway, and then that can take you on into Great Smoky Mountains National Park that sits right there on the state line of North Carolina and Tennessee. So you really do get a great driving experience uh, there. Now, if you want to go west, of course, where I live, I live in Denver. So, you know, I got to give props to my Colorado. Um, and partly partly because of the Aspens. Um, it is a yeah. very popular fall destination. Um, I will say it's kind of been discovered, um, but just a few spots that you might want to think about uh, hitting if you come into Colorado. Breckenridge is one of the first spots uh, to mm -hmm. see the, the leaves really peak, and they typically peak about September 18th to September 25th. It's just because Breckenridge sits, sits at 9,600 feet. Um, right. So it is one of the higher resort areas. But there's a drive there. It's Boreas Pass, and you can connect that with the loop on Ho um, Hoosier Pass. Great little loop that will give you some 
wonderful mining history. You can head to Steamboat Springs in northern Colorado, typically peaks in late, late September, early October for the colors. Highway 129 is a great one there. It's got two lakes, one that's a small, a beautiful alpine lake. It's called Pearl Lake. Um, and then another larger lake called Steamboat Lake. Uh, and both of them are just absolutely spectacular. Um, another one that you might want to do is I'll take you down into Southwest Colorado. That's going to be the Million Dollar Highway. It okay. runs between Ure and Silverton. It's about a 25 mile stretch uh, of uh, US 550. And that Million Dollar Highway supposedly it cost a million dollars per mile. There's a lot of legends to it. There may also be you know, a million dollars worth of gold um, that's put in it. it. It really does go back to the mining history in that area, especially yeah. Silverton um, was uh, was a prime mining district in Colorado. But along that drive, you know, it's one of those where you're white knuckled because you have those hairpin turns. There is a sheer drop off on the side. Yeah. I mean, it's just it's sketchy sketch in spots, in spots. But it is absolutely beautiful. And then, you know, in Texas, I, I, I sometimes think that people don't necessarily think of, you know, our southern states um, mm -hmm. as some prime fall destinations. But as you get into late October, October and November, you get the fall colors there too. And in Texas, yeah. I Lost Maples is iconic. It is just 100%. one of those beautiful, beautiful spots in the hill country. No, Lost Maples is one of my favorite places. And then Shenandoah, it's, it's ironic you brought that up, but I've actually been out there and it's just, I mean, I've done some hiking out there and it's just beautiful, beautiful country. And particularly in the fall time, it's just, it's a perfect time to go and visit and just really experience, you know, life in general. I mean, it's just really, really cool. Yeah, I would agree. And just to kind of give you another leaf peeping tip, um, okay. if you can go on a weekday, you will have less crowds. You do have to keep in mind, a lot of these places uh, can be fairly popular on, say, a oh. Saturday. <laughs> um, and then also, I think it's fun, too, when you're leaf peeping, try to think early in the day or late afternoon. You will miss some of the crowds. And you also get kind of different colors um, and, you know, different shades of the golds and the reds and the oranges. It's just, you know, be that early bird or if you don't want to get up early, be that late afternoon or early evening. Well, yeah, it's definitely got to catch the golden hour, you know, for all the photographers out there in the world and people who yes. like to take their photos and selfies and, and kind of, you know, have the opportunity to showcase where they've been. I mean, that's one of the good things that we have going on in this world is be able to record the places we've been and, and be able to go back and look at them. I was actually, ironically, I was, you know, Facebook popped up a year ago today. I was in, uh, in Destin with with several friends in you know in Seagrove, so it was pretty cool to be be able to do that. Um, okay, so we've talked a little bit about some of the great leaf peeping places. Uh, we'll go from the local chapter, but what about international travel? What are some of the things that you're seeing with international travel right now? With international travel in the fall, I think it's a fantastic time to do some of the urban mm -hmm. explorations of major cities. You know, okay. places like. Paris, Rome, London, um, those iconic places and cities that are filled with so much beautiful architecture and so much history. Um, you know, those places that quite frankly are overrun during the summer. In the fall, you don't have to fight the crowds. You can actually get into the cathedrals and get into, um, you know, the popular attractions, say like the Louvre or, you know, the Colosseum. Um, and you have better weather. Like if you're doing some of the outside things like the Colosseum, you have better weather to enjoy it. So I think it's a great time to think about going to those bigger cities. Plus, you can also get better deals on the hotel rooms um, in those cities. And then it's also that time of year that, you know, if I was planning a bucket list trip, 
I would plan to go to Asia in the fall. Southeast Asia is so high on my list to go and do those places like Thailand. Um, you know, those are those areas where people, you know, want to go or go on a safari uh, in Africa, whether that be a hunting safari or a photo mm-hmm. safari. Um, you know, when you're thinking where are some places to go for those bucket lists, it's kind of the prime time um, to be thinking go fall. Less crowds is such a big thing when you're going on your bucket list and you're spending your hard earned mo- your hard earned money. You want your biggest bang for the buck. You also don't want to have to fight the crowds. So do your bucket list trip in Southeast Asia in the fall. That's a great tip. And you're actually a perfect segue. It's like we we know we're going to be talking about here. But we went from Southeast Asia, you know, how are we going to save a little bit of money, bucket list. But let's let's kind of wrap this up, this first segment. uh, And let's talk about what are some of the great deals that you're seeing for fall travel? Any great tips, any ideas that you can you can kind of uh, let our guests know about? You know, I think one of the biggest things is, you know, for example, I'm in a Hilton and I think you should be involved with getting points, get points where you stay, get points where you fly, get those points because they can make such a difference, partly because, you know, when you're with, say, uh, Hilton Honors, um, for example, I am on my Hilton Honors um, status points. And with that, you get those nice little things like, you know, the complimentary water, the free Wi-Fi. But one of the really great things is that if you are, say, a Hilton Honors member, then you're eligible to get a upgrade room stay if it's available. Um, and don't be shy about asking for that. 100%. If you, yeah, yeah, but it really does help you if you, you know, if you're whether it be Hilton or you know or another hotel chain, um, you know, it really does help you if you are a member um, mm-hmm. of their 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 points, um, their their you know their member programs. Um, and you can also find too, I think you get like, I mean, I used it, spa discount, not gonna lie. I took myself down to the spa, um, got myself a little massage and got 20% off. You can get 15 to 20% off. It's pretty standard. Um, and it's a little bit easier to get those spa appointments and things, you know, during the fall. Um, and you also can, you, you can rack up the points, look at who the hotels are partnering with. For example, Hilton Honors partners with Lyft. Um, and so you can be earning points while you're taking your, you know, your, your ride share um, all over yes. the place. So I think that that is a big thing. You know, I know closer to the end of the year, I all, almost exclusively travel on my points. I want to get all my airline points to keep my status. Um, <laughs> you know, And then that's kind of my gift as I get into the, you know, the last quarter is use the point, save yourself money, take advantage of it and, and use them. That's a big one. Well, it matters. And I think those are great tips, great, great ideas. And it's just a matter of just getting the, the access to the, uh, the, the properties and, and utilizing the, the savings, you know, going to a property, even a, even free bottled water when you're staying at a full service property is worth money. I mean, you go to some of these properties, you're like, oh, 10 bucks, five bucks, whatever that is, it's still yeah. it's still money in your pocket. And, uh, uh, food, you- food and beverage credit that you can get when you hit certain levels, you know, oh, it, hey, it's all worth it. I love saving money. <laughs> <laughs> well, you brought up some great points. Look, I really appreciate you being on this first segment. I know we're going to have you back to talk a little bit about some non-traditional opportunities with uh, travel and wellness, but I really want to thank you for taking some time in your trip from uh, in, while you're in Fort Lauderdale and giving the audience some great tips for fall and fall travel. So for anybody who's on this podcast watching us, please follow us on thehotelguide.com. You're going to see us on Spotify, all the great channels. They're actually the little icons are all on the screen right there. But Jennifer, thank you for being on this show. And I look forward to having you back uh, for the second segment. Take care.